Hello. And I'm coming to you from my mama said what? I'm podcasting all by myself right now. My son is not with me today. So I have to go it alone. I am sure you all will miss him. So here we go. My first story is about uh, 45 is the worst. Our President Donald Trump. The President, the People, and the Pandemic. I took that title from a Time magazine with a couple of word changes. Now our President is doing what he said he would do at his inauguration. Jail protesters. Call protesters anarchists, leftists using violence to protect, to stop peaceful protests. Fox is showing um, on its network looting and the, and the burning that started at the beginning of the protest that has now really gone down, as, if, 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 if any, because if it was still happening, that would really be the news on NBC, ABC, CBS, all the channels would be covering it. So I know it's not happening. And then... Um, I want to speak about the Russian bounties on our servicemen, three known dead, that the Russians were had this bounty going and three known dead, and our president has said nothing about it. He even acted like, I think he acted like he had been um, briefed about it, but it wasn't that, imp- it wasn't that um, important, so he didn't talk about it that much. Now, this is a guy who's always talking about patriotism. He's the guy who just said, oh, when you kneel, oh, I know I'm against it because of the flag and I, he's so patriotic and, and the anthem. Don't you believe it? Now you're going to, he's going to wear a mask. Now he's decided to wear a mask. But I don't believe he is because the National Security Advisor has just um, gotten COVID ID positive and he's been quarantined and people around him are just dropping like flies. So I don't believe him at all. He uh, he talks to you every day and the, the national security advisor and and he tested and he didn't even tell people he had been tested. He got a phone call, rushed out and never came back and never called nobody that had been around him or his staff to let them know he had been tested with positive. They had to find out on the news. Now, that's how crazy that, that the people that are around the Trump is that they don't even want to tell people when they're infected. They're just walking around asymptomatic, giving it to everybody, and then they go and do their thing, and then they don't even tell you. You have to find out on the news. Now, this is our this is our leader, and the Senate and everybody else is unwilling once again to call him out and tell him what he's doing is wrong because right now he's lying in everybody's pocket because he sure is not trying to line our pockets, and he's holding the money up. And they're finally trying to get it together after taking themselves a vacation. I, they had the nerve to go on a vacation for a few week, a few a week or so, and now they're back and still trying to hee haw about our money. Twelve hundred, six hundred for unemployment. Want to drop the six hundred to two hundred? If these people had have done it right from the very beginning, then none of us would even have to be worried about going back to work. If they had have done it right by us and paid us all, paid us not only the citizens. The citizens, those people that are in business, people that had to go to those business to keep um, the um, the the uh, 
grocery stores and all the and the pharmacies and everything else running. All we needed was a good time, a good month or two to settle down, get control of the pandemic, and then come back in a in a reasonable way. But we had a had a head who was telling everybody, forcing people to come out, forcing people to come out, forcing people to open up when some of their states weren't even ready to open up. They hadn't even gotten near the CDC guidelines. They've been pop. They've um, let go. The CDC has been has been like shuffled off to the side, and people aren't even listening to them because they're listening to the president <laughs> instead of taking the reins for themselves and showing us the way to go, and and even telling us, look, the president. Mm, you listen to us, we'll be safe. But they're not even doing that. They're doing what he's telling them to do, and which is making people even more confused. And now these nuts are talking about opening up the schools. I am so glad I don't have any young children going to school because none of them would be going. None of them would be headed to the schoolhouse this year. This would be the year that we would be doing school at home. And with all this technology, I don't know why none of these schools have made it possible for every child to have some kind of Chromebook or something so they can be able to do things at home. And if the parents had money and everything was cool at the house, none of them would make be making uh, the children crazy or be getting crazy by the children. So, you know, it's because we're not all, um, um, you know, get gaining or having the same things. If we were all had our money right, all didn't have to worry about rent. You know, all that was be taken care of until this is over, then people wouldn't be in such a stressful situation. But because our president is only trying to get reelected and, and he's ignored the pandemic since the very beginning. And now he wants to do and then they've given it to the states to do and, and they don't want to get involved. And you just saw Barr on television today this morning, if you all looked at the uh, testimony, he's he, he he's off throwing everything back to the states. Like the federal government has, our government has no, you know, they don't want to help us at all. Let the states decide. Let the states decide. The reason why we're in the state we are is because they decided to let the states decide. I mean, this is this is just, just ludicrous. It's just, it makes you want to um, just be stressful. But you know, people don't be stressful because I thank God that he's the one who's in control of all of this. And when it comes down to it, we all going to see how it goes. I don't want to uh, put a yes, I do, because the, the president, he may try to get y'all to think he's going to stay in office once he's done. He's done. OK, he's not going to be able to stand there. And he think those little militia guys he going to have going around the, the White House to keep uh, him in and them and keep everybody else out. I don't think so. The, the generals that he has dis disrespected in the armed services are going to be right there to escort him out to the helicopter and, and wave goodbye as he goes off. Because he has disrespected everybody over there. And they are tired of him. And they're just playing the games, being quiet, being nice, being sociable, keeping their distance, wearing their mask. Because they know his time. They're counting those days down, okay? 198, 97, they're counting them down. Just like we all are. So if you just make sure everybody get out and vote. If you can't vote, make sure you mail it in. Mail it in. And call all your senators and tell them to get that Emmett Till um, Act passed and and uh, get it on his get it on his um, his uh, desk to sign because he's going to say he don't want it, but that's all right. We're going to get it. So um, and the Voting Rights Act that should be also something that should be happening too. But you know what? Until I really realize all these things that we're hoping to get, 
we're not going to get them as long as Donald Trump is there. The House is there, but they don't have the strength or the power. And the Senate has got the power, and they're not going to do nothing because a lot of this information is sitting on on uh, Mitch McConnell's desk, and he's not passing it to the president. He's not letting them do any kind of debates over it to even try to bring it to the floor. So we know unless the thing changes in November, all of these other things that we're asking for, we might as well forget about until the tide change, until the president, the new president comes in and the old president is put out because that's how it is. We, we're going to have to uh, ride the horse, you know, let it, you know, take our time and just take, go on down that road, you know, and, uh, and pray that they do right by us at least until then, because I think that's why they're trying to really uh, cause anarchy in the streets, you know. If, if you're put out of your house and if you can't feed yourself and and you don't and and all these other things, your money's funny, that'll make you, oh, I'm not going out to vote. Well, bring everybody and go to the go to the vote poll. And if and, and if you can't do that, make sure you put that uh, put it in the mail, you know, go and give it. You know, somebody whose address that you could possibly send it to. Or better of fact, I say this is what I didn't want to start a rebellion. But I might as well. I say, if you owe the rent in your house or in your apartment, I wouldn't move. I don't care if the landlord comes through there and want to do, ask him, do he want us to move over his house? If he say no, then you tell him that he better get over to the bank and try to work something out with those people so you can stay in your house just like he want to stay in his. Because you don't have nowhere to go. And if you don't pay him, he won't have nowhere to go. It's a, it's a trickle-down effect. It's a real trickle-down effect, trickle-up effect, really, trickle-up, because they're trying to put the pressure on you to give them the money so they can give it to the bank. Y'all should be running to the bank and trying to get them to give everybody a cut and everybody a, a, let everybody have some slack until this thing is over, until this pandemic over. These people have made grand theft money off of us in the last few months. They have gotten everything from the top. We have not, as people, got anything. The banks, the corporations, all these people have gotten all the money. So they really can let us just chill until this thing, till we till we all immunized, till we all got the, um, got tested, and even until the vaccine comes. Because they have gotten between the Obama administration, let's be true, and this administration, the banks, the corporations, everybody is solid. Because they've been telling us, had the nerve to even be telling us how much money they've been making. They'd have made money in the stocks in the last few months because they've been getting the money to do it. So, you know, let's just get past November the 3rd. Let's all just say, you know, this is where we at. Telling people who want to try to put you out, no, we'll move after the after the, after the the holidays. Yeah, after Thanksgiving, we'll move. If you got a problem with that, and you're going to have to have a problem. I mean, if people had have done that during Obama and stayed in their homes and decided they wasn't going nowhere and make the bank come over there and take them out, a lot of people would have still been in their homes because when they found out, in the end, some of that paperwork was, they couldn't even find who did the paperwork. People had left their houses, got them all gutted out. Other people are living in them now when they could have still been in there. Because they didn't, they, the panic that the, the, between the, the press and everything on the TV had made everybody so crazy that they just start moving out their houses when they couldn't afford them. And some people said, no, they just did not do it. And they were fortunate enough to be able to keep their homes. If you don't believe it, check it out, people. Check it out.
check it out. On a positive note, um, we're glad to see that the protesters are still protesting and they have not let uh, Donald Trump and his militant mercenaries stop them from anything or his threats of militant mercenaries going across the country have stopped them from doing anything. I also think that the, the books that have come out about Donald Trump have uh, been very positive. The Room Where It Happened by John Bolton, who I call Deputy Dog, if his uh, if he had told all this before uh, in the impeachment hearing, we would have celebrated. He would still be celebrated now. Right now, because we the book he put out, we are all like, okay, you should have told us that. You could have still wrote that book, brother. But since you didn't do one, now his name, I don't even know. Is anybody talking about John Bolton now? It seems like he came and he went like a... a the burning star. Uh, the next book was uh, "Too Much, Never Enough" uh, by his uh, niece, Mary Trump, PhD. This one <laughs> was very positive. Why? Because he tried to stop that and it couldn't. So it's out there for us to all to read. And April Ryan's book "Under Fire: Reporting from the Front Lines of the Trump White House." Is another one I want to I want to personally read that one because of course she's black and and the view from a black person on Trump White House gotta be a good read. So positive story. Everybody wear your mask. Wear your your stay six feet apart. And those people that you see without no mask and stay six feet apart from them too. And even tell them stay away from me. Stay away from me. Yeah, everybody can say it together. When you see them, I don't care who you are, black, white, Asian, Native American, anybody see any white, if you see other white people or whoever, black, white, just say, stay away from me. That's all you have to say. Stay away from me. And Black Lives Matter. I feel that uh, the, I think that Black Lives Matter has been taken off the uh, terrorist list too. Because they are getting some real solid play here in the United States, international. So I think the FBI has really given that up, even though they may not have said it. But I think they, they should have, especially since they put the white supremacists on, on the terrorist list. And they said they were worse than ISIS. So, I mean, anybody worse than ISIS is, is, can't be, uh, is, is worse than Black Lives Matter movement and should be on the terrorist list. Um, our Black History Moment. I think in, I'm doing John Lewis because he's lying in state this this week. Um, he died on July 17th, and uh, now he's di lying in state um, in Washington D.C. I think right now today is uh, Tuesday. I think he's in Washington D.C. or he may be in Georgia. He has done more traveling, and this is not a joke than um, anyone that I've seen in the, buried in the last few years. Um, but he's deserving of it. Um, in 2018 election, he was elected to his 16th term in the House of Representatives. He was an advocate for domestic and human rights, and he was the last of the big six who spoke at the March on Washington. And he's one whose speech was changed, although given with the same fire as if it had not been changed that day. 
I myself am grateful that I was able to hear the undoctored version spoken by Danny Glover on YouTube. Um, I'm sure you all can look for that and find it and listen to it. He made me want to join SNCC, and then I found out that, of course, SNCC was disbanded a couple, three years, I think, before I graduated from high school. So, if anything, I would love to start the Student Nonviolent Coordinating um, Committee again in the 2020s. That would be a great um, thing to start up again because I think he was right. Nonviolent is the way to go. Loving up on everybody, you, you can't do, you can't, you can't mess up doing that. You really can't. You can't. When people find out they love you, even if they hate you, it's something that it, you, love can. It trumps you. It trumps. It trumps evil every time. It wears evil down. It wears it down. And another one who I'd like to Black History is Eric Reed. He was born on December tenth, nineteen ninety one. He went to Louisa State University grad. He knelt with um, Eric uh, with uh, shame um, with uh, Colin Kaepernick. Um, he's the he he broke uh, some franchise records. He's, he broke two franchise records with the uh, the Panthers, and these people had the nerve to let him go. And he was, uh, yeah, he set two franchise records in tackles and sacks, 4.0, by a safety in a single season. I call him an activist. He got in necessary trouble, good trouble, as John Lewis would say. Um, and that's the end of my Black History moment. I'm going on to these trending topics. Uh, Giants baseball player, that must have been Sam Coonrod, who said he wasn't going to kneel for Black Lives Matter, but he just he just going to kneel for God. And he has some things to say about Black Lives Matter he didn't like about them, but only because he didn't he didn't actually go read about Marxism. He just he just heard somebody else say they didn't like him, so he didn't like him either. That's 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 what I got from that. So, um you know, read a book, Mr. Sam Conru. Read a book and, and look into stuff your own self. You know, don't believe everything people tell you about people. Um, as for Black Lives Matter movement, it's on and popping. Black Lives uh, Matter Global. Black Lives Matter Global. I think that's what they're calling it now because of so many Black Lives Matter um, uh committees that have popped up all over they had to change their name a little bit in order to be distinct so i i think i saw that was black lives matter global inc now so it's um it's working it's a very good movement it always had been you know i mean i don't know why people all get all upset when they see black lives matter because they should not because when black lives matter all lives matter Black Lives Matter, we're all, you know what I mean. So uh, there was also something about Megan the Stallion being shot in the foot. I don't even know who Megan the Stallion was. My children were telling me about Megan the Stallion. I happened to see it on Instagram and still didn't know who Megan the Stallion was. I hope she got over it. I hope her foot is better. And I don't even know the story behind it. So somebody would even have to call me and tell me what it even is about. 
And as for Jada and Will, I think the last thing I heard about that was uh, something that happened to them when they were separated. She started seeing somebody else, but there was no uh, intimacy. So now that they were married, they're still married. Work it out. That's the only way you can do it is talk about it. And since there was no intimacy, then that's it. <laughs> you know, everything's good. Um, keep talking. Keep loving one another. You got children, you know. Everything seems to be good on that aspect because you grow. As you stay together, you do grow. You have to talk about everything. Yeah, talk about everything. Communication is the key. And if you got love, then you can, you can't, love conquers all. That's, that's true. Because there's not like these guys won't get on your nerves. And they will. Believe it. They will. And you feel like punching them in the face. So I suggest slap him in the back of the head. Keep on going. And um, I think that's about 